Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. As discussed already in the show today, last week, the Let's Take a Walk Walkathon was in support of a local Singapore charity called Ray of Hope. As a registered local charity, they do more than just disperse funds a beneficiary. They engage with different groups that are at risk to give stability, social mobility, and provide support like referrals to agencies and, and delivery of groceries, essential household items, etc. Uh, on the show with us now to talk about what the result of the Let's Take a Walk walkathon was is Tan Eng, the general manager of Ray of Hope, and Noor Hana, a case manager for the Ray of Hope. Good morning and welcome to both of you. Hey, good morning. Hey. It's morning, great, to, great to have you with us today. And why don't we start with you as general manager. First of all, give us an overview. The Let's Take a Walk was last week. How did it go for you guys for the designated charity? I mean, it was amazing. Um, I just want to thank the volunteers from Rally Singapore. So they're the ones that, that organized the whole event. They're all volunteers. So we raised over $200,000, which is wow. double well, the, the that, target. Just to jump in, that's a huge amount because the last we heard, it was 150000 So what happened? So what happened was um, a lot of the walkers walking the 5, 10, 20, 50, 100, they started their own campaigns to mm. fundraise for Ray of Hope. So nice. I think we had 33 campaigners who, who, who started campaigns. Fantastic. And what happens is when you share this campaign with your friends and family, they donate to the campaign. And to, I think that around was about fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. So that put us over the top. To is that the most single donations you've had, $200,000 for Ray of Hope? I think for a crowdfunding event and a campaign for Ray of Hope, I think it's the largest. Wow. Because last year we had our 10th anniversary and we raised about 120000 hmm. So. This year is it's amazing. And just to follow up, what yeah. does Ray of for our listeners, what does Ray of Hope actually do? <laughs> Two basic challenges we are trying to tackle here, right? So first, we want to help and find those who fall through the cracks. So I'll give you an example. Over COVID, we had a, let's call him Mr. Tan. Uh, he has four kids. He's an education consultant. Not his actual name. No, his actual name, yes. <laughs> um, he has four kids. Uh, he's an education consultant. So his job was to sell software to schools. Mm. But COVID hit. There was a lockdown. So his income dropped by 90% because he's on a commission basis. Mm. His wife was also diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer Wow! in the same period. So what does he do, right? He has little savings. I mean, the government does come in to help, but it takes time. The government has to do all kinds of things to verify. So, while, so in the meantime, while he's waiting for government support, so we came in, we verified his, his story to make sure that, yes, he indeed, he was an education consultant. We looked at his CPF statements to make sure that he indeed is mm. earning that amount. We checked his medical statements uh, for the wife because the wife has breast cancer. And then we fundraised uh, a sum of money for him and we dispersed over a couple of months while he's waiting for government assistance. Nice. So this is one example of how we try to tide uh, families through a difficult period. That's beautiful. Yeah. We're talking with Tan Ang, the general manager of Ray of Hope, local Singapore charity, and Noor Hana, case manager as well. And um, let's let's bring you in. T- tell us a little bit. I know you have a lot of different types of cases that come. Mm-hmm. But what's the range of people that need help from Ray of Hope? Okay, so I guess who we support, Ray of Hope, yeah. is ranges from like different walks of life, I guess. So it can be uh, migrant workers, low-income families, foreign domestic helpers, or even like foreign spouses mm. here in Singapore. It must be so tough in many ways, Hannah. You have to choose. I'm guessing you can't help everyone. So it must be, I don't know, a very challenging, heartbreaking job. How do you determine which people you help? Okay, so for my job, right, we do a needs 
assessment on the clients that we actually um, that are referred to us. So for all of them, they actually go through a verification process. Basically, um, we will verify their documents. Uh, we will look through their needs assessments um, and also talk to them what are the challenges that they are facing. Um, on top of that, we also do verification and um, other intervention work with social workers on the ground that they are working with. Lah. So that uh, so that it's a holistic assessment mm. and approach for the client themselves. How, how long does it take if I, you know, if I come to you and say, look, I've lost my job, I need money for my family, like the f- uh, fictitious Mr. Tan we spoke about. How long does it take from the time I first contact Ray of Hope until you might be able to mm-hmm. actually help me with some support? Yeah, so for during the time of referral, up until the campaign is up, right, it will take maybe about two to three weeks okay. because you do take time to do a home visit with the clients, um, to also check with social workers on their intervention plans and how you can support the social worker and the clients. Yeah. So putting out the campaign itself will take two to three weeks. Yeah. And after that, the, once the campaign is up, usually, if let's say we are supporting with um, living expenses, it will take maybe another month to crowdfund for that amount that, mm. we, that the client needs. Yeah. And so it can, it can happen relatively quickly. I mean, I think it really depends. So, like, if let's say it's children, right? Mm. A lot of people want to donate to children. Yeah, yeah. So that one takes very quickly to fundraise. Yeah, mm. but if it's like middle age, some man, old guy like me, for example. Yeah, it's a bit of a challenge. You're like, you can wait. <laughs> you can wait. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's challenging, but we are, we are trying, la. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can wait. Uh, and I mean, it's interesting because you're a crowd-funded charity, but you claim. I mean, I assume it happens. 100% of all your donations goes directly to the beneficiaries, which sounds extraordinary. And also, cynically, how? How do you do that? (laughs) You've got to be paid. Obviously, this is your full-time job. How does 100% of every donation go to the beneficiary? So we... One of the things, again, the first challenge I talked about was finding people who need help. Mm. And the second is really enabling folks who want to give to give back. So what we realized was that with crowdfunding, there are a lot of barriers to entry. So first, there is a, are you sure this platform gives 100% to the beneficiary? I don't want to give because it's not 100%. Number two, are you sure this is real? Like, <laughs> is it verified? So we want to lower the barrier entry for these two particular challenges, right? right? So that's why we promise that 100% of the funds go to the beneficiaries and all of the campaigns are fully verified, which is why it takes Hannah and, and the team uh, two to three weeks to verify the, the, the cases. Mm. So how it works is this, when you buy something online, Typically, when you, let's say you buy something of $100, uh, online, the credit card company will take 2% or 3%. So what we do is when you donate to Ray of Hope, to our beneficiaries, $100, we receive $98 because the payment gateway, the credit card company will take $2. Mm. We will put in our own money, $2, back into the campaign and we give the beneficiary $100. So that's how we can make sure that $100 goes to the beneficiary. Whereas other crowdfunding platforms typically either charge a fee, Mm. they take a cut, or they don't cover the credit card costs. Mm. So when you donate $100, $98 go to the beneficiary. Mm. Some platforms uh, even charge like a marketing fee that can be up to 20% mm. wow. of, the, of the cost. Because it's yeah. hard because, I mean, you have, you have expenses, right? You've got to pay for staff. staff. You've got to pay a place to, you know, an office space or whatever, those other things. It is, it is absolutely urgently important that organizations like yours are able to say, this is how much money is going here and there and everywhere. I remember a number of years ago looking at some of the charities um, in the U.S. And I I believe there's a website you can go to that breaks down each of the major charities and how much money actually goes to the people. Some are shocking. Some of it's like 30% goes to the people, 70% you know, is used by the charity for expenses, whatever those expenses are, whatever. That's obviously not your case. But but it is quite shocking sometimes, yeah? Like, you think you're donating a dollar to something, but 
not a, a dollar isn't necessarily getting to the people mm-hmm. that need it. Yeah, it's great that you do that, um, Hannah. When you when you look at the number of cases you have at any one time, like about how many people are reaching out to you? I think this year alone, because we have two case managers at Rio Four, so I think for end to year, end to year, uh, end to date, uh, we have about uh, ninety cases at the moment. Wow! Mm. Yeah, for twenty twenty three currently. Yeah, and those cases you would hope to review them and then close the case, you know, give them money or whatever assistance they need within probably a month or six weeks? Or would they be ongoing? It's ongoing, yeah. Ongoing. So even after the campaign closes, right, and we have fully dispersed the amount, we do check on the clients. And then we also have, uh, sometimes we have ad hoc groceries um, or other events that we invite these clients to. So there's still a, somewhat of a long-term connection with us and the clients, even after the campaign closes. That sounds wow. like a heck of a lot of work for you. <laughs> yeah. So for example, uh, yeah. I mean, this is the Deepa Valley weekend, right? Yeah. So what usually happens is a lot of charities, when, they, uh, when the festivity comes, they give uh, either ang pao or goodie bags to the beneficiary after the festivity seasons. But what the beneficiaries need is funds before. So yeah. they can decorate their house, they can buy new yeah. clothes, they can buy goodies. So what we have done, this is the, I think the fifth year running. So before every uh, every festive season, so Chinese New Year, Hari Raya, Deepa Valley, mm. we start a campaign for our beneficiaries who are celebrating. Mm. And then we disperse the funds to them one week before the right. festivity. So oh. they have money to actually celebrate. Yeah. So, uh, so there's something that we, we it's do. A, it's beyond. a fascinating yeah. charity model, and you target specifically those who fall through the gaps in society that public assistance doesn't quite reach quickly enough, and so on. I'm fascinated by that. What's the origin of Ray of Hope? Who came up with the charity, and who said, "Ah, there's a gap here, a niche that we can fill"? How did that come about? So, our founder is uh, Mr. Danny Yong. He's uh, he's on the board as well. So, about 11 years ago, he came across. Um, oh no, I think 13 years ago. Uh, the Kalang slashing incident. So many, many years ago, there was, a, I think, a Malaysian gang who came to Singapore who were robbing some migrant workers. Hmm. So there was a migrant worker who was slashed because he protected his face. By, oh. Yeah, so he was slashed. So when he read the news, he was like, there must be a way for me to help him. Hmm. So he contacted the newspaper and then the reporter said, sorry, we don't, we don't give out information of the person, obviously. We also don't collect money. So he was like, there must be a way for me to give back to those who need it. And back then, crowdfunding wasn't, wasn't really a thing. When is this? What, what, what think, period are we talking about? I think it was about? 13 to 14 years ago, okay, the Carling okay, Slashing okay. Incidents. Mm. So he, he decided to start something, uh, to, to start something like crowdfunding, because back then it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. So we've been, we are about 11 years old. So he really wanted the public to be able to give back. So I'll give an example. Uh, so about two years ago, there was an accident on uh, Expressway. Uh, I think it's Mr. Jason. He was a delivery rider. He was uh, killed in an accident, mm. left behind, a, a, I think, a pregnant wife. Mm. So it was a newspaper. So again, we contacted the family and then we said, if you need help with the fundraising, we can help you. Because again, if you read the papers, you're like, I want to support the yeah, family. of course. And of course, you know, we just heard that there was... It's a, the okay. same, it's same exact situation this week. Yes. So we, a we, young, young man and, and his, his wife, they're expecting in January, I think. Yeah, so we, we are going to yeah. contact the family and yeah. see whether they would like to have a campaign with us so that we can help hold the funds and donors right. then when you, when you read something online you'll be like okay is this a real story like do I pay now to this number is it real because we have instances where scammers sure. take the photo of terrible, the family terrible. and then say oh I'm fundraising for him or her pay now me this money 
And we don't want people to do that, right? So as a crowdfunding platform, so in Singapore, um, mm. there are five crowdfunding platforms that are regulated by the government. So we are one of the five. Oh. So we are we are audited separately by the government every two years to make sure that the funds go to the beneficiary. So so this is the stuff that we can do. And, you have and a, you're on the oh, Singapore sorry. charity portal. Yes, yes, is we that, are. Is that, that's one of the legitimate ones. Yes, yeah, so we are both a charity, an IPC, and also a crowdfunding platform. Uh. So we audited twice, actually. One as a charity wow. every year. And one by the government every two years because we are a crowdfunding platform yeah. as well. Yeah. We're talking about Tan and the general manager of Ray of Hope and Nora Hanna, case manager for Ray of Hope. On that point, Hanna, I was going to say you have a very stringent, almost three-step verification process. Is that right? For case yeah. by case. How does that work? Okay, so um, the first step, of course, is getting a referral. from. So referrals can come from either social workers on the ground um, or um, clients can actually write in via like our email and all saying that they require assistance. From there, I'll get in touch with them, um, contact contact them to let them know about the type of support we of hope can do. That's because, step one. Yes, that's step one. So we actually contact them uh, and also to schedule a home visit. So then step two would be going on the home visit itself. So this home visit is there to actually uh, know more about the clients and their family and how we can support them best. Um, we also do verification of documents. So we check their documents, uh, make sure mm-hmm. everything's legit and all. Yeah. So when we go back uh, after the home visit, we'll do a needs assessment. So meaning that we'll look through all the documents, see what's the gaps, and then also we'll um, get in touch with other people on the ground, like social workers they're in touch with or any other organisations that they are supporting with, so, uh, that they are being supported with so that we make a holistic assessment on what support they are receiving and how else we can fill in other gaps that they have. Nice. Yeah. So from there, once the campaign application is approved, we'll put up the campaign. And yeah, we'll let the campaign run. Lah. And then yeah. step three, you contact stakeholders and, and things like uh, that? Yes, so uh, contact social workers from family service centres or even like um, organisations that they're receiving financial assistance from, like SSO or MUIS, that type of thing. Um, just so that we know that, okay, these are the assistance that they get and we don't over fundraise. Or, yeah. mm, nice. Uh, and we're going to give the last word to you. If somebody... Either A, wants to donate, let's hope they do, a lot of money to Ray of Hope, or if they know somebody who's in need, how do they get in touch with Ray of Hope to either handle either one of those? Yeah. I mean, you can go to our website, uh, rayofhope.sg. So um, if you want to donate, you can browse the campaigns. Again, they're all fully verified. All of the funds that you donate to the campaigns, get to them. And um, I think I believe we also have a refer a beneficiary tab yeah. on the on the page. So if you know somebody who needs help, yep. whether you're a social worker or whether you're a member of the public, uh, do let us know. We'll get in touch and awesome. see how we can help. Wonderful. We're going to leave it there. But thank you so much for coming, Tan Eng, the general manager of Ray of Hope, and Nur Hanna, case manager, also at the Ray of Hope. Thanks for being with us on Money FM. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.